All right, so big news, everybody. I Just before we came down here, I was skimming the news articles. This is breaking news. Uh, the Ukrainians surrendered. It's it's pretty crazy. The war is over. What? Yeah, the war is finished. Uh, Zelensky surrendered, and um, uh, he was executed live on television by... <laughs> It was um it was a summer moment. Uh, uh, very it, tastefully done, I might add. Thank you. <laughs> the capitulation, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy to see. And Vladimir Putin came out with a uh, you know, a KGB officer's uniform and uh, a sword with a hammer and sickle. He should have killed them with a hammer and sickle instead. That would have been riding atop a bear. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz he rides bears in Siberia and he whale hunts without oxygen in freezing waters and he's all of these things it's not going good in russia for for him and it's not going well in ukraine for the russians it's a it's a very bad scene not good um i I think they're gonna lose um and the reason why we're talking about that again because it's still happening and uh it's still big news and you know lots of our fellow citizens in this godforsaken ridiculous country run by pedophile idiots you know, some of you want, you know, nuclear war to happen, that we should go to war and all this other stuff. And I get tired of reading about it, but I thought it'd be refreshing. Like, how would it go down if there was a, a surrender and Vladimir Putin would be forced to either mount him or cut his head off and mount him afterwards? But there would definitely have to be like a, an assertion of dominance over the former actor now turned, I guess, crush of every Western woman. For, except for the women that I know, like this, the thing floating around social media is like uh, your girl secretly has a crush on Vladimir Zelensky. And it's like, who makes this shit up? Like people really took it a direction. Like, I don't know what I expected, honestly, but it's never usually what happens. And it's like so many people have just taken this shit and ran with it so far, so fast. that it's like, I don't even recognize what I'm really looking at anymore. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I, I I don't know what's going on with that either. I, I going in the different directions, or you know, the, the propaganda machines just like a bunch of monkeys throwing shit against the wall, trying to see what sticks right now. I guess that's a good. But it's all sticking somewhere. Like oh. it's unbelievable. Like I I don't know. When I was a There's kid, clusters it kind of, of shit like, everywhere. Or- I always kind of got the impression that people were like older people, I guess, like when I was a child, it was like, oh, like they know how to detect like bullshit. And I just haven't really learned it yet because I'm a child and like I'm just susceptible to bullshit. And then it's like time went on and it's like, okay, what what the fuck is happening? Like some of this shit is obviously bullshit, but like the people I've looked up to for my entire life for like advice on very important matters, it's like, oh, they're eating this like it's fucking food out of somebody's hands. And it's like, oh, fuck, what's that mean for me and for like everybody else that's my age? Like, what the fuck are we going to do? How are we going to navigate anything? And it's like it just keeps getting worse. I don't understand. Well, you won't understand either. I still don't. I'm going to be 42 in a couple of days and I still don't understand what the fuck is going on here. So, I mean, you know. I think that's the most troubling part, though, is like there's some part of me that yearns so much for understanding. And it's like, it's not going to fucking happen. Like, go do anything else with your time. Please use it for better shit. And it's just like, no, I don't think I will. I want to understand. And it's like, I don't know what to tell this fucking guy. Like, you're just beating your head against a brick wall. Like, well, the thing is, is like I've told you before, like you're fortunate. And those of you that are in your 20s and early 30s, you have it figured out at this age. 
you're in really, really good shape. Like sincerely, because it took me a long time to come around. And now, um, I don't know if you ever heard the Dropkick Murphy song, Bastards on Parade. Like that song really like that's I'm broken and I'm empty and it's over for me if I can undo all the wrongs that I've caused. Like the the lyrics to that song, that feels like a big part of my fucking life. Like I can't believe that like fucking twenty years ago I was I was twenty one. I can't even it, it's it was yesterday. Two thousand was yesterday. I still remember the hanging Chad shit down in Florida. <laughs> Like yeah. on TV, like I, I remember all Fucking the, the hanging Chad. God damn. And that was 22 years ago, 22 yeah. years ago. Like I said, when I talk about Christopher and I and I became friends, we're talking 14 years or going on 15 years ago. It doesn't seem like that long. This shit yeah. is flying by yeah. fast. Yeah. I mean, it's it's retarded how quickly. <laughs> Hanging Chad. Hanging Chad. What a time to be alive. I was, l- listen, I was working at TJ Maxx in, in Fairlawn. And l- so listen to my schedule. This was great. This is great. This is, this is when I was a, so- a, a card carrying member of the Socialist Party USA. I was a real, real believer. So I would get up at 5 30. <laughs> I've been getting up at 5 30 for like forever and I hate every minute of it. Like I hate it. It is what you it. tried going to bed earlier. Yes. And it does. <laughs> I get up at five thirty. I'd have class at six fifty. It was uh, English Composition One. This is in two thousand. It's twenty two years ago. Then I would have Spanish too. And mind you, I already spoke Spanish, and I never fucking told anybody. So like, I everybody thought I was so smart, right? Because like, I learned it when I when I lived in Mexico. So like, they kept coming to me and like having the uh, por favor un demonstración para la clase, and I would take on the fake. Uh, I don't know any Spanish. Hola, mis amigos. Como esta ustedes? Like, I would be a total fucking uh, gringo asshole tourist accent. You should have just had people pay you to tutor them. It would have been like some of the easiest fucking money. But when I was when I was 20, I was a socialist and that would have been exploitation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, enemy, dude. So, yeah. So, <sighs> See, oh, that's awesome. Dinner and a show, ladies and gentlemen. So then I would leave and I'd have to be at work at TJ Maxx at 930 because like at, at 10 a.m. the truck came in. And how it works is like TJ Maxx would buy a trailer full of like retail shit that like Macy's didn't want or Nordstrom's or any of these other large retailers. Right. So you didn't know what was on the truck. Like when you know, like I worked I worked on a dock for the, like the majority of my life. You get a, a bill of lading or a manifest. It tells you what exactly is the, what's on the delivery. You get a packing slip. You get, like I said, the bill of lading. You get, you have information. This was like we all lined up on this conveyor belt, and we had to sort the items according to like menswear, men's underwear, uh, housewares, uh, uh, and then the ladies got to do all of the ladies stuff. It was very sexist. We weren't allowed to do any of the women's clothing. So whatever. And they put me at the front of the of the conveyor because. It's very sexist because they were like, oh, he's a big guy. Let him unload all the fucking heavy boxes onto the belt. <laughs> That's when I did it. Just huffed the shit down. And then where, where I worked was between, it was like the no man's land of, of rich people. So on the north side was Bath, which we've talked about on the show. Very exclusive. Bath. And on the south side is Copley. And Copley is a little bit, is a little bit lower on the class scale but still has the uppity attitude 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember standing there, like they would call us to our register. I hated working the cash register. I fucking hated working the cash register. So I go up there all grumbling and threatening to unionize and all this other stuff because I their <laughs> practices or what have you. And I'll never forget there are two things there are three things that happened. Three things that happened. First of all, I asked a fat woman when her baby was due and she wasn't pregnant. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Like I'm still- everybody gets one of those. Like <laughs> kids now it's never happened to me. Oh well really? happened- oh man. No, no, no. It was like I said, you know, maybe her kid's dead now. I don't know, but it it should be twenty two by now, twenty one, somewhere around there, a little younger. Than <laughs> uh, and then I got uh, another moment was so they had this clearance rack where you put a red tag on there that was like the final price, right? There was something wrong with it, like maybe a dent or a chip or something like that. And this lady comes up to me with this this like look a clay looking pot, like you would put flowers or something in it. And she was like, this says $5. And I go to ring it up. And she was, no, no, no. I, I don't want to pay $5. And I look at her and I'm not even thinking like maliciously. I'm like, oh, no problem. I'll just put it back. She goes, well, no, no, no. I'd like to know, like, you know, what I could pay for it. I go, it's $5. <laughs> Trying to bar- barter with you or whatever Wait, the fuck. Yeah. So she says, well, no, I don't want to pay that. And I literally go, I go, ma'am. This is not a Persian bazaar. If you don't want to pay $5, you don't have to, but I'm going to put it back. Or you could pay $5 and you could take it home, but I'm not going to negotiate with you on a $5 pot price. Like, I'm, that's not happening. Well, can you get your manager? Sure. Here comes the manager. It was this little Korean girl that had a fake leg and she like hobbled around. And she was great. Uh, dude, she nothing slowed her down. Maybe it's because she came from Korea and she's not allowed to slow down because you know they're kind of crazy with the competition over there. And uh, she goes, "No, no, no, no. That's a final price. That's a final price. You pay five dollar or you don't buy it." And I'm like, "Yes, yes." Told you. <laughs> and seethe, you cunt. So uh, she didn't buy it. I put it back. Um, no, no purchase was made. And then I used to smoke a lot with cigarettes back in the day. Something I still miss, by the way. I know a lot of people who have quit. They don't miss it. I fucking miss smoking with cigarettes. I miss that first drag with a cup of coffee. I miss that. Anyway, so like I would spend my time either reading Marks for break or smoking with cigarettes. So I had just finished up about you know reading Marks. So I went out for a cigarette. And I watched two women. This is during Christmas when all these good Christians should be behaving themselves. I watched two adult women get into a fight over a parking spot like got out of the car and literally started throwing down over parking closer to the fucking building to oh, yeah it, it was and i just sat there <laughs> smoking and i was like i was just i was completely captivated by these two women fighting over a parking spot like i, I just i couldn't believe it i was like what holiday spirit this is so nice to work in retail during the holidays it's great um but then I ended up I, I ended up getting another job somewhere else. I, I ended up working at a, a welding supply company after that, working on the dock while going to school, all of that. So, yeah, those were the moments like, yeah, but it's it's something else, man. When you got all that that line of people when it's like holiday time and they're trying to buy last minute fucking underwear for the cousin Frank and they don't know what to get. And then, you know, they're asking you, you know, if you have stuff in the back, do you got anything in the back? No, it goes from the back to the store. 
Like, our entire store is the back like, from other like, fucking stores. We like, have a large selection of stuff that we just don't want to sell. <laughs> Dude. We're just keeping it in the back. And then so you can't have it's it. a magical place, the back, you yeah. know? Like, it's got everything that... <laughs> it is a magical place. It's, you know... <laughs> It's where I had to lift heavy boxes onto the conveyor. This is this is another thing. I've noticed through my entire adult life that I usually encounter public toilets where a war crime has been committed. I have finally decided I put the pieces all together on the puzzle and I've decided that almost every single public restroom where I've either worked or I've been in some sort of war crime has been committed. Like. Yeah. I'm it's like an unwritten law of the universe. Like that is the place to go when you have to do horrible, unspeakable things. But who like, does? I I don't even do. I, that. I don't know. Like war I, crimes in a toilet. Like it's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. Like luckily at work, nobody's left the onions in the in the in the toilet uh, like it did a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. I forget. Like everything. <laughs> oh yeah, in the in the in the John. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. In the toilet. Um, the, tur- the turlet. I just that was the strangest one yet. Was just this fucking pile of onions sitting in the urinal. Very strange. Welcome to the used guys in that podcast. It's <laughs> a big cold open. <laughs> now that we've talked the- about pissing what? on onions, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So what are we talking about today? Ukraine has sort of a Nazi problem. <laughs> no, if anybody's heard about it, <laughs> it's news to me. Uh, uh, no good. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anybody's heard about the problem that they have in Ukraine with Nazis, but apparently it's a bit of a problem. So this goes back to 2017 under that was just under the uh, the regime of the great warlord Premier Trump when he was in charge. The great warlord Premier Trump. Um, and the this is from the Daily Beast, which is a periodical of great note amongst the alt right, uh, because they have such uh, you know powerful right wing views. The Daily Beast. I'm being facetious, you guys. Come on, stop it. Pull the car over, collect yourself, and keep keep driving. So this is from Will Cathcart and Joseph Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Cousin. <laughs> cousin. And it says in red swastika ish. So sort of Nazi. Um, swastika ish oh I, I i read a great joke the other day by the way so an atheist dies and goes to heaven then there is a heaven and god's there right and the atheist goes oh great i guess you exist he goes yeah yeah he goes i can't believe you spent all this lifetime not believing in me and now here i am and then the atheist looks at me and goes he goes how many he goes how many jews can you fit into the oven and God goes, that's a fucking terrible joke. That's a Holocaust joke. You shouldn't joke about the Holocaust. And the atheist goes, guess you should have been there. Get it? Thank you. You don't get it, do you? Because God should have been there to help the Jews anyway. He wanted it to happen, right? <laughs> Otherwise, it, it wouldn't it, have happened. It, it was God's will. It was God's will. that six- It's character development. Yeah, sure it is. You imagine walking out of that absolute nightmare and still believing in God after everything you endured. Like, I don't want to get on a religious rant, but I think I would lose like my faith in absolutely everything. Like, well, that's one of my friends is an English teacher, and they were uh, having students read Night by I'm, I can't fucking pronounce L.A. Weissel. 
Yes, and one of the parents hey, at like a P- PTO or PTA, whatever the fuck those meetings are called, are like, I don't like that you're having my child read this book because like the author loses faith in God or something. And it's just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's the part that you're... <laughs> you're <laughs> and it's just, oh fuck dude like i don't know like, like what i'm can so you do? sorry i survived genocide and came out faithless yeah. <laughs> my, my apologies i'll do better <laughs> seriously he's the one who said uh, god if god existed it would be necessary to put him on trial i always thought that that was a good line who said that la weissel oh. the, the gentleman who uh wrote uh night um, we had to read it in high school. I, I, you know what? I can't complain. Like I got to read a lot of good books in high school that I only gained an appreciation for when I was an adult. Like we read Ray Bradbury and um, uh, what? What the fuck is it? The, it's the book burning one with Montana. Fahrenheit four fifty one. Fahrenheit four fifty one. And then we read Animal Farm. We read nineteen eighty four. But I was taking like advanced literature classes because I just like to read. But like we were getting like. And I'll never understand um, To Kill a Mockingbird, how this is supposed to be some goddamn revolutionary book. I read it twice. It's okay. It's all right. Like, I'm still not sure what I'm supposed to think about it. Like, you know, not 100% sure. And then we read Night by Ella Weissel, and that was, um, that was that was something else, man, to read that. It's like that first-person account of the Holocaust is pretty crazy. Crazy stuff. So speaking of the Holocaust and Nazis, so there's a problem in Ukraine, or as Tim Dillon calls it, the Ukraine, which I... He's not the first one to start doing that. Like, no. that... I swear that it's like the fucking... Nails on a chalkboard. Mandela effect shit. Like, people just always been calling it the Ukraine for some fucking... I don't know. Yeah, but, maybe. Or Kiev, Kiev. Like, I don't... Like, that was recent. I know, but why the fuck does everybody care so much about it right now? It's like, we're all talking about the same place, right? Like, who gives a shit? It's virtually... But, place that starts with a K. <laughs> KFC, yes. Um, I would eat the shit out of a famous bull right now. But oh. anyway, Nazis, yes. Nazis. I'd hope, there, I'd hope there wouldn't be any shit in your famous bowl. I don't think that's one of the ingredients. No, it becomes that later. <laughs> what would a show of okay, our- I, can, I can hear my stomach making poop. <laughs> All right, for the five and a half of you that are still here. <laughs> like now that we've cleared out everybody, now the real people are still left. All I want to know what they're holding on for. Like what's the what's the light at the end of the tunnel they're, for them? They're all fecal filiacs. They're like, I still believe in you guys somewhat. <laughs> this is a disaster. Um not all the members of the Ukrainian Ukrainian ultra-nationalist militias the U.S. is training have SS tattoos and not all espouse fascism, but enough do to be worrisome. So again, this is Jeffrey Epstein's cousin that wrote this article, and it's at Maripool in Ukraine, which is now under Soviet control or Russia. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter. Uh, Sergeant Ivan Kharkiv of the Azov Battalion is 21 years old, but seems years beyond his age. He nods as the battalion's press officer, Natalia, introduces us. The young officer invites us to walk with him through the yard of the dilapidated former school, number 61. Too bad it's not 69. Now an Azov Battalion based on the east side of Maripol. The Azov is a volunteer militia of the Ukrainian National Guard that has proven fiercely effective in battle and currently as well, too, in the modern era. This is from 2017. See, we knew that Trump was a Nazi because he was giving him stuff. 
That's where this comes from. You guys didn't know. Now you do. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, it's a volunteer uh, militia of the National Guard. It answers directly to the Ministry of Internal Affairs and works closely with the Ukrainian Intelligence Service, the SBU, handing over prisoners and providing intelligence. Sergeant Ivan Kharkiv is soft-spoken, but his language is strong. If Russian Vlad President Vladimir Putin wants to take Mariupol, he must know that at least 10,000 of his guys will die. Kind, is he right? Kind of close on that number. Kind of close right now. So, you know, he's not exactly wrong. He's, he's in the ballpark. There's a little standard deviation there. Kharkiv lets these words settle and continues. We all know of Mariupol. We want to control the roads and the high ground just like Obi-Wan did. He may try to use air forces, but it doesn't matter. Once again, pretty accurate on that one. They can't seem to get their act together there. Um, that and, you know, javelins and all sorts of end laws and all sorts of fun stuff that the West is providing uh, Ukraine. I wonder, like, does this make Russia a paper tiger? Like, seriously, like all of this fear? I mean, they have nuclear weapons, so that's definitely scary. But I mean, everything up to that point is just like a straw man or what? Yeah, I guess, because they're getting like, I mean, they're getting folded like a cheap suit. I mean, really, like this was supposed to be over three weeks ago and they're not doing very good. Not so good at all. Not doing very hot. Um, and again, it depends on what you want to like. Popular Front has been my an Atlas News is another account that I followed that's been pretty good about posting the stuff over there. But apparently the Azov Battalion back during the war in Donbass, which is, you know, essentially the start of this whole thing in 2014, they were doing very naughty things. And do you remember that documentary, uh, Brian, that we watched uh, from the Soy Squad where they went? Yeah, when they went looking for Nazis and didn't find any of them. Right. I watched it again. OK, I have to admit this is a retraction literally within the first minute and a half. If you pause it when they're uh, in a dugout and they're uh, trading fire with the Russian separatists, if you pause it, you'll see the Azov battalion uh, insignia kind of carved into this wood. And there's a swastika to the right hand side of that. So I guess the soy squad did find Nazis, but they didn't even highlight it. I'm the one who saw it because I was actually I'm, I'm going to watch it again and I'm going to see if I can uh, find. But like, yeah, there it is. It was that. It look, it's that symbol that the SS had for one of its divisions during the Second World War. So what did, was that whole thing? Like they just threw on like a costume party. They're like, we're going to hide everything we can. But like they just forgot to cover one thing up and like all these guys are fucking Nazis or what's up? I, don't think like, so. I think there was probably some of the Azov guys that had gone through there. It's almost like, you know, if you read in uh, you know about World War One, they would uh, carve their names into the trenches or like into the tunnels when they were digging, or put up baseball scores or like you know. Oh, uh, like Kilroy was here, like that kind of shit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking it is because I they didn't make a big deal out of it, and you know the Soy Squad is always zeroing in on making a big deal out of stuff like that, and they didn't take the opportunity, and I can't be the only one that saw it. Somebody had to put that through production and editing, like somebody saw that. So, one would hope. Well, I mean. I hope. I mean, the soy squad is a big... Someone uh, saw the soy. <laughs> so, now, Angel found something very well, hold interesting. Hold on just one second. You were talking about the insignia, so I have a little... Oh, these are the divisions of the Waffen-SS. Okay. Jesus. If you... Okay, so there's Totenkopf. All right, where's the... Um, where is it? It's called the wolf something. I, I don't know why they got to bring wolves into this. 
Like it's very, very disparaging of the animal. The wolves are pretty cool. Looks like the Jägermeister symbol down on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, Jäger Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Top right, it's the second SS Panzer Division Das Reich up Here? there. That's oh. the symbol okay. right there that we're talking about that Azov uses. But it's supposed to be stand. It, somebody in the organization stands for Nat. It says national identity. That's apparently supposed to be an N. And an eye. I, I think that's reaching a little bit. I think you should try harder. It um, looks like the Enderman from Minecraft. Like the top. <laughs> just, just saying. I guess so. And that's terrible that they took all these Viking runes and totally fucking ruined it. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, the one, like, that was down at the bottom right was literally like, hold on, I'll just, I'll do Just it. put the Nazi crap back yeah, up. Yeah, I'll just put it back <laughs> Just put the Nazi crap back up. Things that'll surely get this video like banished the, from YouTube. The Viking helmet, like from all the movies and stuff you see, like Viking helmets with like the wings yeah. on the side and like the little whatever this thing would be called. Yeah. Um, this little Fucking. decorative piece. Oh, fucking yeah. Icarus. And then yeah. what about this one here? The the 23rd SS Panzer Division, Nederland. Um, that one, that's a, a Viking rune right there. Like yeah. a lot of the, and so is the Prince Eugen, uh, the Seventh SS uh, Panzer Division. That one is a, is a Viking symbol. And yeah, a, and this one is even named uh, Viking, which is Viking. Well, those were Swedish volunteers. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just saying, like it's just, and there's a horse. Yes, a horse. Yeah, and that Unsberg. That, that one right there is Florian Gaia, mm-hmm. and that was a Hungarian unit, I believe. Um, they also had another one with the cross star down here in the middle. Those are Hungarian guys, too. Oh, okay. They had a French one called Charlemagne, but I can't find where that is. I don't know. And look, hey, Estonia. See, they're next on the Vladimir Putin world tour. Estonia, first Estonia in the 20th division. Yep, you're on the list. You, you, I mean. Estonia. <laughs> Sorry. Vladimir Putin's world tour. Coming to, it, coming to an ex-Soviet nation near you. Getting the gang back together. Getting the gang back together. So. <laughs> Should we be playing the um the ride of the Valkyrie for this episode? <laughs> that just makes me think of Bugs Bunny. Yeah, me too. It makes me think of Apocalypse Now. I was thinking Apocalypse Now, yeah. I always think of, what is it? Is it Elmer Fudd doing Kill the Wabbit? Kill the Wabbit. <laughs> Kill the Wabbit. Uh, that's, where my bra- that's where my brain goes. Elmer Fudd. Do you got that video of that kid? So there's a Nazi group. I, I, you know, I hate these guys. I feel like Indiana Jones when I said Nazis. I hate these guys. I'm not a fan at all uh, for obvious reasons. That's um, good. Any normal human being is not going to like these people. Okay, so there's this group now. I, I'm not. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be worried, but I'm not worried. Um, but they're called the Atomwaffen Division. This is a modern. You gotta tell people that neo-Nazi group. Okay, they have apparently. Um, they've committed five to uh, eight murders in the u.s which on a weekend in chicago i mean that's a drop in the bucket and up to six around the world so potentially you know we're working close to 20 people that they've killed in the world very scary stuff 
They have 80 members in the U.S., between 50 to 70 in the Baltic states. See, like I said, you guys are asking for trouble up there, and you're next um, after Vladimir Putin rolls over Ukraine in a weekend. Who knows? Several dozen members in Canada, Germany, and the U.K. combined. Big group there. And 38 in Italy. Um, Italian fascists. Who would have thought? Very interesting. So this, listen to the ideologies we get out of this. Okay, This is what makes it very interesting. These are the things that they believe in, or they are, or identify with. They're accelerationists, anti-Americanists, anti-capitalist, anti-communist, anti-Semitic. I don't know why that needs to be said, but okay. Uh, <laughs> That's just assumed at this point. Yeah, we yeah, it's it's we got it. We we understand esoteric Nazism, futurism, homophobia, which means lots of them like to suck dick. Wait and see. Uh, millennial, millennialism, neo-Nazism, neo-fascism, ONA, Satanism, right-wing extremism, white supremacy, and white nationalism. They identify as the far right. I don't know if you guys needed to know that or not. Um, they're allied with some very uh, interesting people. The Aryan Renaissance Society, which is in prison right now. I guess it's a prison gang. The Azov Battalion, whom we just talked about. Blue Awakening, Combat 18, Nordic Resistance Movement, Order of Nine Angels, the Russian Imperial Movement, and the base. So there's a lot of this Nazi business happening out there. And she found this guy who was talking about this. What year was that confession tape where he, uh, this kid is in Florida, right? As usual. Yeah. He's um, in Florida. This is in 2017. Okay. Um. So this is, you know, quite a few years, you know, before now, obviously. But um, he he's talking about um. So this kid named Devin Arthur's. He lived in Florida. He lived with three other people. One of the persons, um, Brandon. I forget his last name at the moment. He created the. Adam Adam Waffen mm-hmm. division of these white supremacist groups, mm-hmm. and there were two other roommates that lived with Brandon and Devin. Well, Devin, um, he started out as like a white supremacist, and then as time went on, he started to sympathize with like ISIS groups and things like that, and he became a Muslim. And so he no longer believed in the same stuff that he believed in previously, but he still wanted to continue to help people um, within the organization, but he just didn't believe in like the racism and stuff like that anymore. So he was actually helping people in Ukraine as early as 2017 with hacking into um, electrical infrastructures and turning power off and things like that. Well, he ends up killing two out of the three of his roommates not the leader of the adam waffen division in florida whatever he created that group entirely um not that guy but his two other two roommates he he murdered them because he didn't want them to go on with this plot of bombing other places and they actually had like radioactive materials in their garage like they had plans to do all this crazy shit. right now this happened in 2017 which is like a year after trump was elected and in my opinion like if you wanted to run with the story that's the fucking story you run with about nazis Mm -hmm. not one word 
So, um, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, so there was this confession that he, after he murdered his roommates, um, after he converted to Islam, not a good look. No. Um, not, not a good look at all. Do you got the confession tape? I do. All right, let's check this out. Let's see what this is like here, because this is interesting, because the kid who commits the murders and admits to it, the, the, the Muslim convert, he talks about like what the what this Nazi group was playing to do and their connection to um, the Azov battalion in Ukraine. And what year was this again? 2017? 2017. This happened uh, on May 20th of 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So let's have it. Let's see what this kid has to say here. Devin okay. Arthurs. Let's see. I'm going to pause this and skip forward because this is where he like reads his rights to him, make sure he understands them, and then he signs it and all that jazz. Yeah, so sure. I'm going to fast forward. Yeah, he signs it. Yeah, okay. All right. So. It's a terrorist organization. It's a neo-Nazi organization that I was a part of. Got to back up a little bit. Sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. When we begin like this, when we um, go to the jail, can I please uh, speak to the doctors there? They told me that I can talk to doctors when I get there. Of course. Of course. I, it's, I, don't, I don't run the jail. Yeah. But when we get there, we'll explain. Are you feeling any physical ailments right now? No, all we ever want is, is the honest truth. That's all right. I'll give, you, I'll give you that. Okay. These people... Um, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened today. Yeah, let's take it from the beginning, man. So I remember I woke up. Yeah, well, well, tell me about that. What, what's that all about? Adam Waffen Division is, is a terrorist organization. It's a neo-Nazi organization that I was a part of before I converted. What's it called? Adam Waffen Division. Okay. And I remember, uh, and I remember my roommate, Brandon, he's alive, the guy that was in the American uniform. Uh -huh. I hope he gets his shit together. I hope he gets his life together. He's a good person. But the things that they were planning were horrible. They're planning bombings and stuff like that on countless people. They're planning to kill civilian life. Well, do they, were they specific in their plans? Um, power lines, nuclear reactors, uh, synagogues, things like that. And the reason why like, I mention this is because and it's self-evident. You go into the place like there's a giant Azov Regiment flag that's in the background. Azov Regiment is an organization in Ukraine, which is an NS movement. It crucifies people and it's harmed a lot of people that came directly from there. These people were not good people, is what I'm you trying to say. came directly from where? Came, came directly from Ukraine, for the conflict. And okay, you, you came from Ukraine. Okay. No, 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 excuse me, no, I didn't come from there. The flag did. I'm saying that where I okay. I'm saying, like, for context. Brandon, uh, how did you end up at that apartment? How, how did you... How did, how did you move in with them? And how, so, how did that go? I'll explain this way. I remember... Okay. I remember uh, when I was four. I'll, I'll just start from the beginning of like Pause the police and stuff like that. So, <laughs> this when I was so this this clown who killed his his roommates. Mm -hmm. Um, he uh he he's talking about a flag that's from the Azov Battalion, and then he mentions a couple of things. I know the audio isn't the greatest. From like, I mean, it's filmed with a potato apparently, in, in this guy. You know, it probably wouldn't be admissible in court at some point in time because it's so bad. Like, you, like, you, like if you see the interpretation that they call, he's like saying Atomwaffen, 
and, and it, it trans- said Adam Gotham. Gotham. <laughs> Adam Gotham. No, no, no. Mr. Gotham is definitely not implicated in this bullshit. Uh, whoever Mr. And Gotham it's A-T-O-M W-A-F-F-E-N. Yes. Atom Waffen. Mm-hmm. So um, he's talking about the Azov Battalion then, which already was infamous for allegedly crucifying people that they captured in Ukraine. Okay. This is where it gets interesting. So this small group of shitheads down in Florida or wherever they are were planning to, first of all, Angel, they, you said they did a hacking job. They actually hacked. Into- yeah, he, he, like further on in this confession, like I don't, I don't remember how far in, not too far in, um, he explains his role like in this, inside this group, Adam Waffen and, and, um, the the as the Azov brigade and he says that he actually helped um the Azov brigade in Ukraine by hacking into a system that you know was a part of the electrical grid and he was able to shut down like a factory and people there was like no heat or anything and people actually died as a result like hypothermia and he felt terrible about it um, and he didn't do anything after that, as, as like from what I recall from this. But um, did he say where or like what specific place? He didn't. Um, he just said that he hacked into it and actually shut down a factory, and people died as a result. Um, that they they froze to death, and you know, not good things. So yeah, and it's interesting that back then that this there was a connection between. This is where it gets interesting. So the Azov Battalion is over there doing its thing, right? Like they're they're fighting. They're essentially formed as an, uh, a reaction to Russian separatists in Donbass trying to separate or uh, secede from Ukraine. And they're now what the Donetsk People's Republic and uh, I, I, the, the, the People's Communist Republic. I don't know. That's some weird fucking names. Only the Russians recognize their independence. And, you know, I, I guess that broke along uh, ethnic and um, language lines because the further east you go in Ukraine, you have more people who identify with being Russian instead of being Ukrainian. Um, and I guess they, I mean, no offense, but if you don't want to hang out with this group of people, then you should be allowed to hang out with whoever you want. Mm-hmm. The question is, is that, you know, did the Russians, like many other countries, let's just say, are supplying arms and technology to certain groups that fit their interests? Um, let's just say we would never do that in the United States. Never have. Um, we've always kept a clean sheet when it comes to international relations and not you know running arms in the bay of pigs and the contra contra ollie north ollie north reagan he further goes on to um talk about how they actually have bought different you know guns through whatever means and like you know distributed them and then people inside um our armed forces so like america's different military branches are actually training um and using that information because they're a part of these groups as well um and they're dispersing and retraining other people inside the the adam waffen and and other um white supremacist 
you know, subdivision groups, I guess is what you would call them. Mm. And then there's people inside the military that have access to equipments and things like that, that they're taking um, kind of like under the radar, like stealing just enough ammunition here and there to like stockpile it that like the the government doesn't recognize like that they've actually stolen it because they're just taking it little by little over time and stockpiling mm -hmm. it and and things like that um he talks about all of these different you know people inside this group mm -hmm. and he has access to all of that information being i guess the kind of computer tech whiz guy that he was for this part of the organization um so they basically took his computers and shit and he's still not able to be tried he's i guess classified as autistic and schizophrenic That's and if, if you watch a video of him like just recently he's like trying to choke him, his own self out he looks like a shell of a person that he he was in this video like he looks kind of crazy in this video but he kind of looks like he has it all together um but he slowly like i guess over time lost it and like he's just a shell of a, his former self in like a more recent video but he can't even be tried but yet all of these other people are being you know yoked up on crimes and shit like that so i don't know interesting yeah so let's give a little background here on the azov battalion because this is a hot topic of discussion on amongst the um uh, amongst the people on, uh, on Twitter who are all political scientists and experts on foreign policy and international relations. Um, I don't know if you guys know that, but on Twitter, there's just plenty of people who know everything about everything and you know nothing. Mm -hmm. So fuck yourself. Um, I'm not saying that they're saying that to you. I mean, I I've never known anything, so it's all right. That's okay. Um, so the ideological and uh, the ideology and goals. So this is from uh, the Stanford Center for International Security and Cooperation. So Azov's founder, with citation, by the way, Azov's founder, Andriy uh, Bielitsky, stated it was Ukraine's mission, quote, to lead the white races of the world in a final crusade against Semite-led subhumans, end quote. That's not very nice of him. Uh, Bielitsky's group, Patriot Ukraine, a precursor to the Azov battalion, was characterized as a neo-Nazi, I mean, yeah, an ultra-nationalist organization in Patriot Ukraine, was assimilated into Azov in 2014. Members and leaders of the Azov Battalion later denied its neo-Nazi ties despite members having swastika tattoos and patches with extreme right insignia. Olena Semenyanka, spokeswoman and head of Azov's International Outreach Office, I didn't even know they had that. Get a job with the Azov Battalion if you volunteer with the International Brigade for Ukraine. You'll never know where the road takes you. Um, Adam Gotham wants you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> that's an, that's another great idea. <laughs> T-shirts. T-shirts. In remarks to Nordic resistance movement, Semeyanka said, quote, we are on the march to power and we will either have to get there by parliament or by other means. In interviews with The Guardian in 2014, members of the Azov Battalion openly commented on aspirational beliefs of marching on Kiev or Kiev, excuse me, when the fighting when fighting with Russian forces and separatists was over. So they're fighting for Ukraine in 2014. But as soon as the bullshit's over in the east, we're coming and we're going to take 
chicken Kiev. So that's not good. Uh, come and take quiche. Yes. Quiche. Egg pie. Yeah. Same interviews reveal a common view amongst Azov's members that Ukraine needs a strong dictator to come to power who could shed plenty of blood but unite the nation in the process. An instructor at an Azov-run summer camp. How fun. For Ukrainian children stated that only nationalists can give something to this country, not Democrats or not liberals. Azov's political ambitions are slow and steady, characterized as metapolitics. Azov pursues a political strategy centered around gradually shifting the mainstream closer to themselves to capture cultural power as a precondition for the capture of political power. That's actually quite smart because the politics uh, is uh, or politics is downstream of culture. Samyanka has referred to the strategy in her public remarks, stating that Azov's strategy is to build cultural hegemony as a means to building political hegemony. The National Corp platform champions uh, natiocracy political system, which champions nationalism as the state's defining purpose. The wing supports a number of far-right and ultra-nationalist political positions, as well as support of Ukraine reacquiring nuclear weapons. Well, I'm sure that, correct me if I'm wrong, so this is before the Jewish guy was elected president of their country, so now the Azov battalion's taking orders from a Jewish guy. What a world. I mean, how fun is that? I mean, you're just going to put your beef to the side of Semitic people and be like, all right, right now... It's okay to be Jewish, but when this is over, <laughs> you better watch wa- your fucking ass. Yeah, you better not celebrate Hanukkah around me, buddy. You know, yeah. I don't know how this is going to work out, but this is interesting. So, there's Nazis on the Ukrainian side. We've established that. And then you remember a couple episodes before, you heard us talk about the Nazis, the 50,000 of them that allegedly live in Russia. How interesting, a country that lost. I don't know, 37 million people fighting the Nazis in the, in the Second World War have decided, yeah, you know what? Those ideas weren't so bad. You know, what are you going to do? Um, it's just a turn events. So there's this movement, bowel movement, your movement, the movement, Russian imperial movement. They also are a white nationalist right-wing party. Mm-hmm. And they have fought in battles and in wars. And apparently they're in the Donbass now. So there are Nazis fighting on the Ukrainian side for a Jewish guy. And there are Nazis fighting on the Russian side against their Nazi friends for the Russians. But this has been going on since 2014. Yes. Yes, it has. These guys have participated in the central, they continue to participate in the Central African Republic Civil War. Had no idea that was happening. Not big in the news. Uh, The Libyan Civil War, we've known about that. Open slave markets after Hillary Clinton said we came, we saw he died. She probably came too after he died because she's that kind of person. That's disgusting. I Um, don't even want to think about that. It had to be done. I'm sorry. Um, We're here about the facts. It doesn't have to. Anything (laughs) about Hillary Clinton and orgasms, that does not need to be done ever. (laughs) I think Bill thinks the same way. (laughs) (laughs) And and they also fought in the Syrian Civil War and they fight in the war in, in, in the Donbass. So... Uh, this is some weird stuff. So just to be clear, there are Nazis fighting for Ukraine and the Jewish president against Nazis fighting for Russia against their 
Nazi friends, but they're not friends. They're the wrong kind of Nazi. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on here. There's a lot of stuff going. I don't understand why it has to happen. I mean, I do understand, but it's just weird. Like the, the Nazis can never get their pan national interests in 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 order. They well, isn't their interest strictly with their own nation? So it's like even though they're both kind of Nazis, they don't. It's like a different flavor, and they're like, "Oh fuck those guys," because they're not like they don't support nationalism. For like, whatever you nation you repped the wrong of. set of Nazis, yo. <laughs> I, I like I don't know like. I don't I, I don't know, man. Nothing like nothing already made sense. And now this is just like more shit. So maybe I'm not like the best guy to be looking at all this, but I, well, it's all it's out there. It just It's like that South Park episode where everything's just shit. Like it's all I hear. And I'm just like, what? What the fuck? Where did all of this come from? Suddenly, why is it important now if it wasn't important before? And it's like, how long did we really know? What was, did somebody apparently really know what was going on? And why wasn't that getting more attention? I, I don't know. And what does any of this mean now? Like, how does this? It is pretty confusing. It probably started, I, you know, would would say like, you know, to probably 2005 and shortly after that. And it just escalated. And now it is what it is right now that it typically takes around, you know, 10, 15 years before something really pops off between like groups like that. Like, and well, what, what happened in 2005 <laughs> that made that a good jumping off point? Or is that just like uh, well, an I just, arbitrary? That's when people like, if you go back far enough, that's when some of the leaders of these organizations mm -hmm. kind of uh, started. And then you can see like their political moves. Um, and as time went on, the group got bigger and then the Nazi groups names changed and morphed into what they are now. Like, I forget what the Russians Nazi group name is right now. What would you say it was the Russian Imperial Movement? Yeah, it was called something else before that. And so, you know, it kind of picks up steam as time goes on. And when other political figures want a, another country, like, you know, Russia wants Ukraine, obviously. Um, so Vladimir Putin was like, yeah, sure. We want to go back to the days of the czar. Whatever you say, yo, just give me Ukraine, you know, like, because he doesn't want to get his paws dirty. And so he's like, I'm just going to send these neo-Nazis over there because there's that other group of neo-Nazis over there and they could just fight it out. Yeah. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, listen, Nazi, Nazi v. Nazi. But mm -hmm. here's their look at this. These are their allies with sources, by the way. Source, source. So they have Alliance for Peace and Freedom. Well, that sounds nice. Um, it's <laughs> um, the atom. The anti-Gethin. Yeah. Uh, der Dreite Weig, Russian National Front, the Great Russia Party. You know, it's a Great Russia Party. Very good. <laughs> great Russia. <laughs> Union <My> of wife. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. How much? Yeah. Um, Union of Orthodox Banner Bearers, Nordic Resistance Movement, Serbian Action, Syrian Social Nationalist Party. They think it's Syria. They're getting one in over us. They're like. <laughs> They're like, we're not national socialists. We're social nationalist party, you guys. Get it right. Yeah. Stop it already. Okay. Stop it. Jesus Christ, man. What a Get world. Uppity. What a world. So check this right? out. So the Russian imperial movement is a Russian ultranationalist, duh, white supremacist, far-right paramilitary organization based in the former Leningrad, which is now St. Petersburg. It's going to be Putin grad someday. Wait, sure. <laughs> it doesn't have grad. the same ring to it. I don't know. No, it doesn't. 
Uh, call, it, call it poutine grad and serve fries with cheese curd and gravy there, and I'll visit the place. You better believe it. <laughs> uh, as of 2015, its leader is Stanislav Vorobiev. It has been designated as a terrorist group, terrorist, by the United States and Canada. RIM is part of a broader cluster of extreme right political orthodoxy groups in Russia that promotes the monarchy, specifically idolizing Russia's czarist past and draws inspiration from the violent anti-Semitic black hundreds of the early 20th century Russia. Others within the movement include groups for faith and fatherland. That sounds more like it belongs in Germany, no offense, but whatever. Because you think of Russia, they call it the motherland, but they also call it the the fatherland like you guys need to pick which one's the mom and which one's the dad right okay it's a hermaphrodite russia's a hermaphrodite it's just the 21st century we get with the times um and the modern revival of the union of the russian people um websites connected to rem espouse anti-semitism big shock i'm i'm totally surprised uh in 2008 it formed its paramilitary branch called the imperial legion the group maintains two training facilities in St. Petersburg, one of which known as Camp Partizan, located on Hainasima, blah, 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 Island. I don't know what that <laughs> means. I don't speak this language. Uh, the Partizan, mucho gusto. The Do partisan, they have sharks there? No, it's oh, too cold. Okay. The Partizan uh, runs urban warfare training, shooting training, tactical medicine, high altitude training, military psychology, and survival training. After the war in Donbass broke out in eastern Ukraine in 2014, the RIM began training and sending volunteer soldiers to the pro-Russian groups in the conflict in July. Some members of the Imperial Legion have also worked as mercenaries in the Middle East and North Africa. On, July, on January 30th, excuse me, 2020, it was reported that Vladimir Skopnikov, who had previously fought in Donbass in Syria, died in Libya. He was the second member of the Legion to die in Libya. The U.S. Department of State in uh, April of 2020 added that the Russian imperial movement and three of its leaders, Stanislav uh, Anatolyevich Vorobiev, Denis Va Valunovich Garayev, excuse me for the pronunciation, I'm from Ohio, and Nikolai Nikolaevich Truchkalov to the specially designated global tourist list, thereby making it the first white supremacy group to be designated as a terrorist organization by the State Department. The group was officially designated as a terrorist group by Canada on the third. Wait, on, on, in 2021, Canada took you that long. I mean, you classified the truckers as terrorists over a weekend. It took you that long to get with the program. Right. Jesus, right. answer Christ. Freeze their um, bank accounts. Yeah, no good. So they have this is some weird shit. And that's why not all of this is adding up, because why would Nazis want to fight each other? First of all, they're both Slavs which means that in the beginning, the Nazis weren't very big fans of yours, right? They, they, they wouldn't like that too much. It's only when all the Aryans started dying that they needed the Slavic people to go ahead and fill in and die too because they had run out of Aryans at the beginning of the war, you see. Uh, Superman didn't do too well. Sorry, Adolf. Didn't work out. He had black hair anyway. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, you know, this whole vision of what was the perfect man. I mean, whatever. And it wasn't him. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Gay. <laughs> Why was Hitler so obsessed with the perfect man? Like that's I don't know. Like, Wait a second. He, he wants him to have. They'll watch a whole abs. world war instead of going to therapy. Like what the fuck? Wait a second. <laughs> In the devil's chessboard, 
Uh, oh, one of the guys that Alan Dulles pulled out of there, I think his name was Dolman. Uh, he was an agent for the SS, I believe. Uh, said that um, you know that Hitler was more interested in young men than he was in party politics at the beginning because he was he was he went to the German National Socialist Party to like spy on them and ended up drinking the Kool Aid and obviously everything happened the way it did. But apparently, there's a question about his um, desires because he never did the sex to Ava Braun. He never did the sex to her. And- <laughs> A- A- Adolf was only interested in Das Schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so apparently that's called, so maybe the whole Second World War really was about not, you know, coming to terms <laughs> that he wanted to fuck Ernst Rome in the repressed, ad. Repressed gay urges. Maybe. What a world. It's like, uh, it's like I- it's like I would blame it on the Jews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it weren't for the Jews, I wouldn't want the schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> because if you remember the night of the long knives, that was about getting rid of the SA, including Ernst Rome, who was openly homosexual and a member of the Nazi party. He was like totally cool with being gay and everybody knew it. And maybe Hitler knew a little, you know, he was like, maybe this man knows a little too much about how I feel about things as an Austrian watercolor artist. And um, I'm not having an ounce of that. So who knows? Uh, it's only speculation at this point. Um, we do know that it was, it, it didn't turn out very good for lots of people. Uh, it was very bad. So, um, so there's some weird shit going on here, but the fact that that kid that converted to Islam in, in Florida is not allowed to testify and he's not allowed to talk like we can we don't know anything he's I, in a fucking mental institution like he's been deemed incompetent to stand trial yeah i i mean i'm I surprised he's still alive that's a great point right there it's a great point um i i don't know what to think about all of this like i don't know and then now people are mad because the the United States government is now sending money, which essentially is going to fall into the they act, they act like first of all they've been sending money since 2014. That's right. what people don't understand. John like, McCain just, was standing side by side with these neo Nazis, <laughs> and 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 many such occasions. You know, I don't understand. It's been going on for forever. Like, and now they're just like, oh, we're funding neo. Fuck you. You've been doing it for forever. Ever. Yeah, fourteen billion dollars, and counting. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, you know. And then right. this this article from the Daily Beast is talking about, like, um, he was talking to the sergeant that's there. He says, in in Europe, Nazis support Putin. They think he wants to make a white Slavic Europe, says Kharkiv. But the white leader Putin kills Slavic people. I don't know what the separatists are fighting for, but if we destroyed. Putin TV, also known as Kremlin news propaganda, then in half a year we could end this war just by talking with civilians. If we are fascist Nazis, then why are people like Georgians joining us to fight? There's kind of a point to that because there's Chechen guys who are now fighting for Ukraine against Russia, even though Russia took Chechens into Ukraine and got them all killed like a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was. I, I, there, I understand that a lot of people think they know a lot about this. I hear, I see it, and, and I let me, let me allow me to inform you. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know more than than anybody, because there are so many layers to this. 
I mean, seriously. What I do know is that I don't want my neighbor's kid to go fight this war. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, we should start posting on social media. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and take the opportunity to do this. And I challenge those of you to do this. You put up the website of the uh, Foreign Legion for Ukraine and post it into somebody's comment every single time they pop off at the mouth. Like my favorite is so still my favorite so far is that I'm lucky I'm paying $4 a gallon because I don't have rockets and mortars and missiles <sighs> fired at me. It's like, so th- those are my choices. It's a privilege. To, it's a privilege to bleed my bank account dry to make four dollars is the carrot. <laughs> but you don't like freedom, Brian. You don't like freedom. You don't like a oh <laughs> Freedom isn't free. <laughs> but they just—I mean—they're completely ignoring the fact that, uh, you know, prices have been going up for months upon months upon months before this. So right. it's not just an isolated incident and i don't know why people think that it is i don't know why it's more it's more convenient it's less painful like i don't know i I don't fucking know man and it's like should we start a pool and like when the war is gonna start like are we throwing money down like it's i mean it's already started but like when are we gonna get involved in it because it's like i kind of i'm sure soon because don't see a way around it like, like I, I'm sure Russia is going to flex against us at some point in time if they haven't already. Like, I haven't been following it too closely, but I'm keep, pretty, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just like Zelensky's like, oh, we really need a no-fly zone. Like, I really need American planes to shoot down Russian planes. And it's like he keeps fucking – it's like they fed him lives that he has to say, and then we can play the role of, like, some teenage girl that's got to play just hard enough to get, and then finally they'll be like, oh, okay, whatever. Finally, you wore me down and we're tired of listening to you bitch and moan and complain. We'll give you some fucking airplanes and then like yeah, something geez. stupid's gonna fucking happen. Yeah. I'm surprised like it hasn't already been uh because like we've we've had enough people go join the foreign legion, right? Like those are American citizens, and like I'm guessing some of them are dying or getting shot at. That's not a I'm surprised we're not jumping on that and going like, oh, those are American people and you have no trouble killing them. Now we have to go back them up. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like what's well, going to be yeah, the thing? The investors want the return on their investment. This has been going on long enough and they want to return on their investment. So Ukraine has to win. I, I guess so. And I think they're going to win at some point. I think that as soon as the Russians cross the border, I think they had already lost. But what does winning actually look like here? I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. It's a pile of ashes of children and men and women (laughs) with your country's flag dug into the pile. That's and then we just do it again, like because they're making all this fucking money, so they can build up defense companies, so they can spend that money on more shit to be used in cases like this, so then they can make more money. It's just like why? Why is this? I love the Tim Dillon bit where he's like, you could aliens watch it. Like you could have done so much other cool shit, but all you did was fuck kids and get high. I don't really know why they did it, but like they're fucking doing it. Like, and it's just like, there's gotta be more, you know? And it's like, you can make your life about whatever. I get it. We can choose to ignore all this shit and focus on all the good stuff. But it's like, no matter how much I focus on all the good shit, it's like, it's there. Mm-hmm. looming in the background like some big fucking wave that's gonna come in and just wash all this away someday and it's like you know what like i've always kind of been that person where like if i had like a final exam in two weeks it's like yeah i can go out and fucking go, go party go get some fucking drink some shit with my friends 
but it's like it's never very far from the back of my mind that like hey man in two weeks like there's this thing that you have to do and it's like I don't know like nobody else just has that looming feeling and it's like can we just get it the fuck over with if it's gonna fucking happen so we can get on to whatever's next I understand how bad that sounds because it's like a bunch of terrible shit but I, I don't know like yeah no I feel yeah I understand but I mean they want they want the resources and those resources that have been promised to these individual investors who have backed Ukraine from the very beginning and it's, you know, bills come due. That's what this is about. And who's in the middle of this all the time? Who's the one who suffers? You see the pictures of the people. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. It is terrible. And, you know, regardless, like there's, there's only one set of good guys in this thing. And that's the people who are suffering because of their stupid governments and, all the parties that are involved that are trying to profit from it or whatever, like, you know, but I, I think the thing that thing that, that still bugs me about this whole thing, you, you guys, know, China is one of those people, right? Like Ukraine yeah. owes China yeah. a fuck ton of money. And I think they're defaulting on it anyway. They're yeah. not paying it. So, you know, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Um, well, but what, like, uh, I don't know, like what's next? Tell me what's going to happen. What bothers <laughs> What bothers me the most is seeing the the, the human suffering, and, and it's not to look. Well, nobody cares about the people getting killed in Yemen. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. But your media doesn't care because it's not convenient. Um, that's not so. That's not a story that sells. Is it racism? Maybe it is. There's a there there's a, this, a good possibility. This story with this Devin Arthur is literally fucking racism. Literally neo fucking Nazis with radioactive material in the fucking garage with bombs who had plans to fucking do shit and the media said donald trump was a nazi Mm -hmm. this is what you're dealing with (laughs) orange man bad Uh, literally hitler right yeah but meanwhile you got these fucks down in florida you know with the the uh adam gotham brigade and all of that like adam gotham adam gotham wants you (laughs) They left. Nazis, like, Nazis to the right. Here yeah. I am stuck in the middle with Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that song, though. It's <laughs> one of my favorite songs. That's a good one. I don't know. Like I said, the whole thing that pisses me off is the fact that there's like, you know, people just like anybody, you know, in your life that, you know, the the poor and the working people are always the ones who get caught up in the in the stupid shit. And it's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. The other thing that's frustrating, it's made me unfollow and, 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 and stop paying attention to folks that I had a tremendous amount of respect for for the longest time is the binary thinking. I, I hate NATO so much. I'm going to root for Putin. He's not a good guy. There's no good guy. <laughs> no. Right, there's, there's, yeah, as I say, there's nothing but villains in this tale. Yeah, it's like saying, man, I fucking hate my ex-wife so much. Like, I'm going to, you know, I don't know, root for her husband or something like that. I don't know. Like, well, what are you talking about? They're just stay the fuck I just out. hope they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everybody has fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hope both teams win. Like, you know, whatever. Like, but just remember that the, the famous saying was Ro- the Romans would create a wasteland and call it peace. And I feel like that's something that we're going to. Hopefully not experienced, but, you know, when we went to when I went to school, uh, graduate school, we learned that, you know, how the stupid government classifies things. It's never 100 percent certainty in either direction. Mm-hmm. It's a highly unlikely, unlikely, likely, highly likely. 
And I think we went from highly unlikely nuclear holocaust to it's it's unlikely, but we've definitely moved a notch in the other direction. And I'm a little nervous about that because, like, I really wanted to go and do something fun this summer. And um... we can still <laughs> do something fun. I mean, like, I don't I'm not going to let this stupid shit. I'm not going to let nuclear war get in the way of my plans to go to the beach. <laughs> fucking be dying as I'm like dragging myself to the spot that I want to see before I die. I don't give a shit. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them indeed. So, yeah, uh, we, I, I bring you more of the same. More bad news. Speaking of which, yeah, I know those of you probably don't read a lot of fiction. Um, you you know you're you're stuck in books that actually you're going to teach you something but there's something to learn in fiction nonetheless mm-hmm. it's good i watched um and i recommended it to brian and he watched it too is unstuck in time it's the documentary about uh kurt vonnegut jr the greatest american author of the last hundred years it's a very yeah. good documentary um very i uh for a, a man who saved my life in a very dark time him and uh, monsieur camus who you see over here him and Mr. Vonnegut, um, man alive, they they really they kept they kept me going in a very dark place. And you see a lot where Kurt gets it from um, talking about his experience in Dresden during the um, firebombing, which is a war crime, by the way, uh, just like the bombing. Not of, if you win. Not if you win. The bombing of Hamburg was a war crime as well. I'm sure that the little kids that were three, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, they were all Nazis, too. They had to go. Um, it's a terrible thing. It, the whole the whole human race sucks. I guess that's sort of my misanthropic side coming out is like how awful human beings are. But then at the same time, the Chinese communists are saving my life at the same time. And I go on TikTok and I see people rescuing dogs and nursing them back to health and watch them change from an emaciated animal that's chained up to a tree where the, the you know, uh, the rope that they've been tied to is like gone into their skin to where they, they go from practically being dead to being rescued and they're happy and they're they're running around and like, you know, that kind of rest- keeps you going to the next stage, right? You get that little bit of hope in you that, you know, there is there is a lot of good things happening. Um, just, you know, unfortunately, the bad things that are happening could potentially impact all of us in a very, very uh, warm embrace of death. So um, keep enjoying Arby's. In fact, um, um, I, I, if, I ha- if I didn't eat dinner already, I would go have Arby's right now. Um, go get that fucking big beef and cheddar, baby. I agree. <laughs> we will continue to enjoy Arby's on this show. We will. And... Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of all this Nazi stuff, and I think something fishy's going on with a son of a bitch that has access to radioactive material in his fucking garage with Adam Gotham. But, but he got him. He got it from the Bahamas. And so somebody explain that shit. Like I didn't. They I got didn't... radioactive material in the Bahamas. Yeah, he he he. <laughs> Bahamian bombs. Took it from <laughs> the Bahamas somewhere. Like yeah. somebody met him there. He. And he fucking took it back to Florida. I don't know if you knew this, but if you're a citizen of the Bahamas, they just give you radioact- radioactive yeah. material just yeah, as just, you leave the airport. Yeah. They're like, hey. It's you, part of a departing thank, gift. Thank you for coming. It's like, uh, hey, you uh, you looking for some uh, some black market uh, thorium for? You uh, you looking for some? Uh, we got some plutonium. Like, what you yeah. want? What you need? Hit me up. I got you. You know? <laughs> he opens up the trench coat and it's all like hanging there. Yeah. Like like watches some, back in the bunch day. of a bunch of glowing, glowing. fucking vials. <laughs> oh, like, yeah yeah yeah. Oh man. Um, well, 
this uh, this episode has been an unmade to get a disaster, like most of my decisions in life, and you're going to endure it. What are you it. talking about? It's um, been a good episode. Uh, yeah, sure. Und schnitzel. Und schnitzel. Und schnitzel. Um, so yeah, so uh, if you, uh, we have listeners in Romania, could you please tell me what the refugee situation is, or as they say on American Dad, refugi? Um, refugi. Camp Refugi. No, in all seriousness, if you, I know you guys listen. I've seen it. I've I, I seen it. Um, I'd like to know what the situation is because they're talking about a massive overflow. I think over 2 million people have already tried to get the hell out of the way. I know that's a lot of people to absorb in, in, uh, in Eastern Europe. So I don't know if you got boots on the ground and you're seeing what's happening. Let us know, man. Um, we got listeners in Germany. I don't know if the Ukrainians have made it all the way to Germany. And I saw some pictures that some of them were arriving in Berlin via train. So if if you guys are seeing stuff, if you see something, say something. Just say it to me, not the government. I want to know. Use guys in that at gmail.com. Um, I had more Nazi articles to talk about, but I'm pretty sick of saying the word. And I'm getting kind of tired of looking at swastikas. And I, I just I, I really don't like those people. And I'm putting uh. it lightly. Um, not good. Ha- they want to kill half of my family. So I'm really, really, really not inclined to like these people. So. Well, I mean, it's just like the shit that people say. It just goes to show you. Okay, number one. And I don't know anything about anything. And I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't know anything about anything. Like I try to read, but really I don't know what actually is occurring because there's so many different things going on and you don't you're never going to get the whole story the truth is somewhere in between and Mm -hmm. everybody should keep that in mind but the fact that like you know there are real nazis and like you just go around pointing fingers at other people calling them a nazi and they're clearly not nazis like there is a difference and I hope that nobody ever has to really find out what that difference is. Fair enough. That's all I have to say. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, Because real Nazis are fucking terrifying. They have radiated material in their fucking garage and they're planning to explode it at a place near you. Or blow up a synagogue where right. your family goes to right. do things at the shul. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's and that's the terrifying part. Like you know, that's one of the things that we did that you know through my studies have learned that it's always it, the, the group of them never really do anything. It's the one fucking crazy person, and we've seen that. We saw that the Christchurch massacre in New Zealand. We've seen it um, with Anders Breivik in in Norway. Just one asshole. He killed seventy people, including young kids. At a, at a labor youth camp. Um, and then, of course, the, the motherfucker in Pittsburgh that shot up the synagogue. And then um, uh, Crucius, who shot up the Walmart in El Paso and killed 25 fucking people. Mm-hmm. It's always one fucking uh, absolutely crazy shitbag that can cause a lot of problems. If you're going to the synagogue, arm yourself in the, um, the Ohio uh, People's Republic. Uh, the... Um, constitutional carry is coming into effect in june is that correct if i find yes, correctly yes in 90 days from the signing of the bill so i think it's like june 12th or june 14th something like that but Perfect. anyways mi- middle of june no more no more having to have a, a license and tell your local sheriff that you are going to start carrying a concealed weapon 
That's good news, ladies and gentlemen. And I encourage all of you to arm yourselves, especially if you're going to the synagogue, uh, arm the synagogue, defend the synagogue and the people that you're standing next to, because there's fucking animals out there right now who would love to do terrible things to you and your family. Um, carry a weapon, protect yourself. And of course, like Garantham says, get training. Yes, get training. Uh, do, do what you can. Do the best you can. I think Brian here should run a training camp uh, teaching people how to use uh, firearms and how to build them and all that other good stuff. I think he'd be good at that. I'm uh, glad you think so. I mean, I don't really know a ton of shit. It's just like stuff other people told me to do. It, that's like everything's just parroting shit that other people said. That's like, I don't know. That's... Hey man, you already figured out how to write a how to write a, a a paper, right? You just cite other authors, right? And then someone yeah. will cite you citing someone citing someone. So in the end, that's how shit's passed down from one person to another, right? You learned it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So um, well, I mean, and don't sell yourself short because you learn something, you retain it, and you're able to reteach that. That's a skill. It is a skill. I wish ammo wasn't so uh, you know egregiously yeah. expensive because then yeah. range, time, range time is very expensive right now. And I know that a lot of people are babysitting um, for when the Russians invade um, and, and they make it into Barberton. Um, <laughs> Paul B. will take them out by himself. I'll guarantee you that right now. I'm going to go watch the, Red Dawn the, again. The Barber Brigade. They're going to throw vats of hot oil from the chicken that was cooked in the other day. My mother-in-law stopped by the other day, and she was taking my nephew and herself to go get White House chicken, which is barbed and chicken, and I said nothing because I had nothing nice to say. I'm well, like, she doesn't like that chicken, to be fair. She's picking up the chicken because that's what other people in uh, her adjacent house um, prefer. Cut, cut off the dead weight. Very <laughs> diplomatic. Like, I don't associate with you uncultured fucks that like that garbage chicken. Yeah, she straight up said she doesn't like it, but she's picking it up. I for can't other deal people. with it. Like, there, you, you literally it for a friend. <laughs> yeah. Listen, could you imagine what that's like? Because in order to get there, you have to drive past the Colonel Sanders Kentucky Fried Chicken. I know. I know. I would cry. I know. I would literally right. cry in the car. Like no. What was that? You remember those like above the influence commercials for like when you find out your friends are doing drugs or some shit? Like make yeah. some of those, but for White House chicken, like <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be great. It's not good chicken. I it's, mean, it's not no. even like you know how we should start a rumor that it gives violent diarrhea. Yeah, it probably like these does. are your poops. Yeah. These are your poops on White House chicken. <laughs> And it just Official sounds like a diet. chicken of Azov Battalion. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking neo-Nazi chicken. All right. Well, you know I'm how. Write like, it down right now. <laughs> you know how like you eat pizza and like sometimes the pizza that you're eating, it's only good when it's hot and it's not good when it's cold and it's not good when it's reheated. Yeah. Like, if that chicken mm -hmm. isn't good at nope. any time. <laughs> fucking white house chicken with aryan bread yeah no <laughs> no it's fucking gross yeah <laughs> i'm still writing this down <laughs> the um, official chicken of the azov brigade yeah fucking uh adam gotham's favorite chicken adam, <laughs> yeah I, adam got adam gotham loves this shit it's a staple you know if he doesn't have it once a day there's gonna be problems favorite chicken 
I wish I had a load like, of money, dude. I have so many t-shirts. That's like, honestly, like, why not? Why not just come up with your own brand of bullshit propaganda? Like, there's so much fucking bullshit misinformation out there. It's like, could it really be that we're, hard? Or are we just we're going to start a propaganda like, campaign <laughs> to defame White House chicken? It's in the works yeah. right now. I am getting to work with this. Like, I, I, I will have a result here and I'm going to start. By pro- by maybe writing the local paper and putting it off <laughs> and saying how I have proof and evidence that there is a connection <laughs> between Belgrade Gardens Fried Chicken and Barberton and fucking the Azov Battalion in Ukraine. I'm and- telling you, if they if you could convince somebody that the Clintons had like a torture and rape dungeon in the basement of a pizza shop that didn't have a basement, what it took one guy, one fucking guy, and it made national news. Like the, you gotta. You might not strike gold every time, but if we just start a bullshit factory, like maybe we'll get something somewhere. I'm going to get to work on this. <laughs> we are going to report back because I, oh, God. I, while I think you should have the choice of eating very bad fried chicken, <laughs> I also am a purist. And I believe that disrespecting Colonel Sanders uh, Kentucky fried chicken franchises is an act of war. And um, just like uh, five less Doritos in the bag is another act of war against me, my taste buds, my family, and my honor. And hey, remember what they took from you. I'll never forget what they took from me. <laughs> never, never, ever. Has anybody measured fruit by the foot lately? Are you actually getting a foot of fruit? I've never, I thought it was supposed to be three feet. I never Whatever. measured it to begin with because I just would open it up and unroll it and then shove the whole thing in my mouth. Time out. I'm going to measure. That's the best way to eat it. Fruit by the foot. I replaced your shoelaces with fruit by the foot. <laughs> do you remember? Those were probably my favorite commercials. Those were like the. The simpler do you, time. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. Okay, I, good. I've it just not... doesn't sound as good if you call it fruit by 11 and a half inches. <laughs> by 15 centimeters. Yeah. You know. It, it, it's a bit shorter, isn't it? That's the great value brand. What are you talking about? That's what the shit mean? I could afford. I don't understand. What do you mean freedom units? Isn't that a bit weird, isn't it, that the rest of you don't use the fucking metric system? What? Is it hard to divide by fucking 10, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We like freedom units. I don't care how much it costs per liter. I don't know what that means. How many gallons is that? I don't understand right. what that means. Right. I want a liter of cola. <laughs> it's a large French. pharma. <laughs> it's French for give me it fucking leader of <laughs> oh my god what a great movie that littering and smoking the reefer you are freaking out <laughs> going to canada huh <laughs> almost <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ride. oh man that's a great movie so um in conclusion to this train wreck of an episode does anybody have anything else before Why? hold on <laughs> sir why is it a train wreck because we talked about way too many different things. We talked about barbed and fried chicken going to war. What with are we fried... supposed to be boring and not and just talk about one thing? We're just no one thing. I had all these articles. I only oh. got through two of them. So, um, I thought, well, I thought we read from more than two of them. I don't know. I was trying to follow along, and like, I don't. Two of them were from like the same source, but I like kept switching back and forth, and I was like, fuck. It was like in class when you had to do the round robin reading and like you lost the spot and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be next and I don't know where the fuck we're at. That was probably like 20 minutes. I was like, oh, Dude, shit. like 
I could have gone the rest of my life without remembering. You remember that shit? Yeah. Oh yeah. That shit Good fucked times. me up because like I would <laughs> I would be following along, but then I would I would look away and I'd look ahead to see where I would fit in to start reading. Yeah. So way I wouldn't trip over the word and sound like a retard. And then I would <laughs> lose my place where we were currently. So yeah. I wasn't sure where we were starting. Oh my god, that was Yeah, you straight fucked yourself, man. I hated school. <laughs> I don't know, like, I always felt like I had more fun in school, and then I look back, and I'm like, why the fuck did I think that was fun? Like, I don't know. I know. It's so weird. I had fun smoking reefer and drinking (laughs) black velvet on the weekends. That was was the highlight of my high school career. Yeah, I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have a kid. I I didn't have people to pay for, like, my kid and myself and like have to pay like you know the mortgage and the fight like all that shit was included <laughs> in just, I don't know. I, like, just being there <laughs> i just remember so many people telling me they're like hey enjoy it while you can this is the best your life will ever get and i was like dog this kind of fuck it like i'm already worried about too much shit why the fuck are you telling me this is the best my life will ever be like why do so many people feel that way like Dude. what is so shitty about adulthood Dude. Like, you, like telling that to you was like the wrong person to say that to because you actually but, thought about it. But no, everybody oh. just assumed, yeah, like, no, I remember like being at sporting event, like it would be like a relay or some shit. And I'd be like, fucking, I'd be like tense as fuck. And they're like, why are you so nervous right now? And I'm like, oh, like this, they're like, why do you care so much? And it was like, I don't know, we're at like some fucking championship swim meet and all these people seem real concerned about it. They're like, nobody here actually gives a fuck. And I'm like, well, then what the fuck are we doing here, guy? <laughs> like, what? Like, that is something that has like plagued me forever. And people are like, you just take everything way too seriously. And I was like, well, all these fucking teachers told me all this shit was going to matter in college. I got to college. Nobody gave a fuck about anything. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. And then it's like, you go to work and like people didn't even give a fuck that you went to college. And it's just like, what? Nobody gives a fuck. Like, why am I caught caring about so much shit that does not matter? Has Fruit Loops always been spelled F-R-O-O-T? Oh, my God. I don't even know. That's one of those Mandela things, and people argue about it, but it's what? like, whatever. Like, what? Fruit yeah, Loops. The- How do you spell Fruit Loops? <laughs> it's spelled like fruit, isn't it? No. <laughs> Are you fruit? <laughs> it's F-R-O-O-T, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Like spelled isn't it? very phonetically, isn't it? Is it the is it the Berenstein or the Berenstain Bears? Like which fucking what? Like, dude, we've I swear we've been over this. I don't remember it ever. Oh man, two O's, but oh yeah, I do because the O's are the or the are the pieces of the girl. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but I just never remembered that it was spelled that way until I looked up fruit by the foot, and then it came up fruit loops. I can't do this anymore. I quit. I can't do it anymore. Like the. the, (laughs) Berenstein, Berenstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein. Like, what are we doing here? Did I just not pay attention then, or like, am I Shazam? You know what? I also heard that's that. Fuck that. You know what's even more troubling? What I heard that they actually all the Skittles taste the same, and it's your brain that tricks you into thinking that you're actually eating strawberry flavored something instead of the lemon. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, I don't. I don't gonna, buy that. Like, I, like I know all all Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles. I know all of those taste the same. I don't know about Skittles though. I'll, I'll tell you. Like, I'll tell you to suck my asshole if you're telling me they all taste the same. Dude, dude, how about the the Fruity Pebbles um right uh, uh treat instead of the Rice Krispie. Uh, treat what? Pebbles treat mm-hmm. with the marshmallow fluff. Yeah, it's pretty good. Dude, I I will fucking make that shit. 
and you will eat it and you will like it. I, I want to dip. <laughs> I've never. My, I, want, I didn't I'll, know that was a fucking thing. Oh my I enjoy. God. I enjoy this so much that I want to dip my balls in them. <laughs> I'll make a separate like tray for your balls. Yeah, and, I mean, I'll eat it. I'll eat it after I dip my balls in it. You know, you know where they been. Typically, typically, what I do with things I like, I just I christen them with with the gentle kiss from my sack. <laughs> you know, I enjoy this candy bar. Hold up, <laughs> Dunk. like a like a like a gentle tea bagging. Let me put my balls on them for a second. Yeah. I'm gonna put a little Earl Grey on it. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else before this gets more uh more um no. don't call it a fucking Twi- train wreck. <laughs> Twi- twisted and bizarre all right it's not a train wreck it's a, it's an interesting a series of events and conversations amongst it's a beautiful dis- it's a beautiful disaster yes it's a, a jackson pollock only not you know a painting um yeah does anybody have anything else before we wrap it up no no not at all no oh yeah no, your Patreon, you know. Yeah, uh, another thank one you. will be coming up. Yeah, another one will be coming up this weekend. Um, if I can get some of the folks, uh, oh, we might do it on a Saturday if there's people here. Um, especially if Brian brings his girlfriend, and if Christopher comes, if we don't, we're not sure. We could do a, we could do one all in studio. We have the microphones. We have the we have the technology. <laughs> um, we have the power to do it. We'd be interesting. And um, the studio wasn't uh, a flaming disaster like it used to be. I mean, I'll, I'll clean a few things up here, but um, it's it's definitely better than what it used to be. So that would be great. That would be a, a, a audio only episode because we only have enough cameras uh, for uh, two people. And I'm sure that people don't want to look at me. They'd rather look at Brian and Christopher, and I don't blame them. And good for you. Well, um, you got some weird assumptions there, my guy. Yeah, I got a lot of weird assumptions. We uh, can figure something out for video now. They could stare at my beautiful beard. Yeah, they could, and they should. Yeah, people could join from their phones. I I have a Surface I can bring. Um, there's another laptop that you we'll know, see. Could be used. So you know, it's all good. We'll like, figure it out. Like Tim Dillon says, if you need, go get a potato and put a Marlboro light light in its mouth, and watch that and press play on your phone. Um, so maybe yeah, because I look like a potato as well. So we have the we, we have the same uh, skin tone, Mr. Dylan and I. Ugh. So if nobody has anything else, I, of course, would like to thank our patrons very much for supporting the show. And I truly mean that uh, we will have more material for you. Um, I, I'm sincerely uh, grateful for the conversations that I had with with so many of you so far. Um, Lexi, I'm going to I'm going to try to get her on the show at some point in time. Uh, she's been putting together like for college with some of her work she's doing, like she did an ethics paper. And then um, she did something about um, it's a map that she created about labor disputes, like actual like conflict between labor organizations and the thugs in the federal government, like the the Battle of Blair Mountain, which I'm sure many of you have heard of before. Um, We're going to try to get her on the show at some point in time. Uh, She's got a lot going on, Uh, but uh, we're going to do a B-side with her with her man because her man is a Star Wars fanatic, much like Christopher and myself. So we will nerd out on the B-side if you're into that sort of thing, and you should be. Um, uh, Brian's other half is a Lord of the Rings fanatic, which I also am a Lord of the Rings fanatic. She just watched like damn near all of the Star Wars movies, and she's fallen into the whole K-hole of if like Jar Jar Binks is a Sith or not. Like she's yeah, you'd be very proud of her. She's like I am proud. completely assimilated to 
good. your culture. But yeah, she can't wait to she can't wait to talk to you about it. Every time she asks about you, she's like, "Hey, like, tell tell him I can't wait to talk about Star Wars." So she's very excited. Well, let's make that happen, and that would be a great conversation. Uh, we got a lot of great people to talk to, so thank you, uh, thank you to all of them, and thank you for uh, thank you to the patrons. Sincerely, we appreciate you very much. Um, I'm very, I'm deeply grateful. I also am very uh, grateful for our sponsors, Agoras Nexus. Please check them out at agorasnexus.com. I also like to thank I Paint Akron, all accidents are happy accidents, Team Mandalore, who does in fact keep cycling extremely weird, and of course Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. But excuse me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about your asshole. Now, as you can see, I have these Pit Viper sunglasses on. And for those of you who are doing audio version only, know that they are very cool. But my ass <laughs> is so clean that if I look at it strangely, it will actually reflect light from the beauty of its cleanliness. Therefore, I need to wear these sunglasses. I know that St. Patrick's Day is here today. And I'd like to wish you a St. Patrick's Day, but the opportunity for getting the luck of the Irish is now past you. However, we are approaching April Fool's Day. And instead of being a fool on April Fool's Day with a smelly asshole, please consider buying soap from my friend Todd, who makes very gay soap from Akron Apothecary. Want to know why? Because only a fool would not wash his asshole with Todd's gay soap. Why pass up on the opportunity to start off April on the right foot. My wife's birthday is in April. There's a lot of fun things that happen in April. Well, one of them could be you getting some of that hot action you've been sought after all winter long. The weather's breaking. It's starting to get warm out a little bit again for those of us in the Midwest. Today was 68 degrees. It was almost perfect. My car said 72. Your car said 72. It was a warm one for those of us who have been living in absolute frozen hell for a while. And I'm one who fancies himself a winter. I have had enough. But on a day like today, when I take my dog out, I realize that I'm not ready for this weather. Why? I'm sweating. I'm sweating in many different places, in the folds, the fat folds, under the arms, in the ass, all over the place, sweat pouring out from the hot sun, the hot Ides of March sun is boiling me and i immediately came home after the dog did his business i hopped in the shower and grabbed a bar of todd's gay soap and i, I lathered myself up i cleaned myself off i had to tell my wife that i was going to call the police if she kept trying to fucking uh, hump me in the bedroom that's how powerful this soap is i was like lady you gotta leave me alone i've already told you once no means no in any language okay i'm not ready for that action i got a podcast with the boys and the boss i can't do this with you right now okay i know todd's gay soap makes me irresistible however you've got to back off okay if you want to enjoy what that feeling is like as having a woman or the sex of your choice pursue you in such a forceful manner please wash yourself with todd's gay soap because todd's gay soap is soap for the ass it certainly is. Stay cool, stay clean, keep your ass clean, and don't forget the Patreon. Support us, and thank you for those of you that signed up on the YouTube page who, who subscribed. I know a lot of you listen. You haven't subscribed to the YouTube. I've been asking you to do me a fucking favor. Can you please help me out? Sign up on the fucking YouTubes. I keep forgetting about the bit shoot. I know I got to take care of that too. I also haven't updated the blog. I'm fucking working on shit. <laughs> Okay. That's all I have. I, I love you guys. Have a great one. Bye. Peace.